0: Thank you for having me here. My name is Vasek, as Andrew said. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke 10. And this morning we're going to talk about siblings and their interaction with Jesus. If you have siblings, I have two. I have a brother that's seven years older than me and I have a sister that's seven years younger. If you have siblings, you know uh, you're not the same. You're a little different. And we're going to see two siblings and if you're at church for been at church for a while you know these siblings it's Mary and Martha and the text is Luke 10 and we're gonna start in verse 38 we're gonna jump right into it and it says this now as they went on their way so it's Jesus and the Apostles they entered the village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house okay this is Mary and Martha you know them maybe from the Gospel of John you are going through Gospel of John you'll be there in their story soon it's Mary, Martha, and they also had a brother, Lazarus. And this is a family that Jesus, uh, the text says, the Bible says, really loved. They were his deep friends, big friends. We have them here, and the text says this. I'll read the entire text, and I'll do this. I'll read it in Czech first, so you'll get to know my language. It's a short text, so we can do that. And I'll read it in English. So this is, this is the Czech version of this text in Luke 10, 38 through 42. Cestou přišel do jedné vesnice, kde ho k sobě přijela jistá žena jménem Marta. Její sestra Marie, Mary, Marie, se posadila k pánovým nohám a poslouchala jeho slova. Marta však byla znepráznila na spoustu práce. Nakonec za ním přišla a řekla: Pane, tebe nezajímá, že má sestra nechala všechnu práci na mě, řekni přece, ať mi pomůže. Pány odpověděl, Marto, Marto, staráš se a trápíš se mnoha věcmi, jednou je však třeba. Maria si vybrala správně a to jí někdo nevezme. OK, that's what's checked, now let's read it in English. So, this Martha, she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with too much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. So, this is the text we're going to talk about today. It's really about being too busy for God. Too busy for God. Mary sits at Jesus' feet, and Martha is busy with serving cake, water, I don't know. Uh, How many people do you think came to this house? As it's safe to assume 13 people came, Jesus and 12 of his disciples, apostles. Uh, How would you feel if you get a text right now? Maybe from a wife or husband who stayed at home, and you get a text, Jesus is coming. We have 16 minutes, and he's bringing 12 people. You know, it takes only one guest for our house to come, so my wife cleans everything. And then she apologized, she has not cleaned. But how would you feel? What would you do? We have to clean up, right? We have to put a Bible on a table so it seems like we're reading it. (laughs) What kind of wine would you serve? You know, the Baptist, they say he doesn't drink alcoholic wine, so let's just give him water. He he can make his own wine. (laughs) What lunch would you cook? Is it too awkward to have a lamb? But maybe this is how Martha thinks, right? She's driven. She has to surf, she has to get things done. And you know, that's not bad on its own. Who's more like her, maybe driven to do things, being, being busy, like something we have to do, something we have to accomplish, where to be on time? I'm definitely like Martha. I have to get things done, I want to be at places on time. I have, when I travel, I have everything researched, so we're not falling away somewhere or catching the wrong planes. Who is more like Mary? Yeah, this is Mary is more like a free spirit, right, I guess. You know, like prays a lot, sings, says things like it's going to pan out, don't worry. She's never on time. You know, Mary is they they stress Martha's out. <laughs> and we hate them. But this is the picture we get. Martha is there working and Mary is there sitting and listening. It's interesting that most commentators, when you read it, think that Mary has to be the younger sister. It's like nowhere in the text, but come on. (laughs) Yes, this is a stereotype, but those categories kind of fit people in the church as well, so we can have some fun. So these these people, like Mary, they're really into worship songs, they're free spirits. They have this strange thing called empathy. And there are people who just need to do something, are anxious with the free spirit people. There are people who like in our church, there are people who come on time and there are people who are late even to their own house. There are people who want to pray in the car on the way to church. And there are people like me who want to scream at them that we're not going to make it on time. But there's this story, there's something more going on. What's happening? What's happening is this, Jesus speaks and only one listens. Jesus speaks, and one has more important things to do, she's busy with something else. Like we look at the story and we see that for her work, even service, right? She doesn't hear Christ. Maybe for her busyness, she doesn't hear Christ. For what she thinks is important, she's missing the most important. And how often is that true of you? Like we have to work 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 schedule schedule are busy and not listening to christ really because we think there's something more important than listen to bible stories or be with people who believe the same or maybe we're trying to do both at once right doing which doing dishes in the other room while he's speaking maybe martha's right right they're doing dishes serving cake cutting things up and jesus speaks in another room and he she's like what did he say What did he say about self-denial? Judas, have you been listening? Judas is like, no, I was cutting money. It reminds me my, have you ever, have you seen Mount Python, Life of Brian? Like when Jesus is on the Sermon on the Mount, there's a scene, Jesus doing the Sermon sermon on the Mount and there's a large crowd and there are people in the back who cannot hear. And Jesus is like, blessed are the peacemakers and the guys in the back. What did he say? Blessed are the cheesemakers? What's so special about cheesemakers? And the guy next to him is like, well, I don't think he means to be. It doesn't. Obviously, it's not meant to be taken literally. It refers to any manufacturers of dairy products, obviously. <laughs> and they have this conversation about what Jesus meant. Maybe this is Martha, right, listening from another room. What did he say? Well, let's go back. It's hard to put something down that we think is important and sit at his feet. And I have five simple points from this text. The first is this. It starts with this. Christ is for everybody. Let me tell you, there are many reasons I don't do things. Like I don't pray. I don't tell other people about God. I don't read the Bible. There are many reasons why I don't do this. But one of the dumbest is when I feel I don't deserve it. When I feel I'm not good enough. Like, when is is the last time you have sinned? You really sinned. Not just, like, little, but you're ashamed, and maybe you haven't told anybody. It's hard to pray in that moment, isn't it? It's hard to come to God in that moment. It's hard to be with other people. Like, we feel we don't deserve it yet. We have to wait a day, maybe God kind of forgets, and then we can come back. And you can have this feeling right now. I have to wait till I'm better can be with him, or them, God's people right now. And Luke, this, this book, Luke, is full of people. Full of people you'd think would never make it. People who, other people think they're too far out for Jesus. Either they are, or society around makes them so. And what, what's happening in this text, like the first thing we see, Mary sits at Jesus' feet. This means something, right? This is These words, sitting at somebody's feet, mean something. It's to receive somebody as their teacher and becoming their student, disciple. Like at that time, if you live in Jerusalem or near Jerusalem, you don't apply for the University of Jerusalem, right? Go Leviathans. Thank you. (laughs) You apply to a teacher. You want, to, you want to sit at feet of so-and-so. That's your goal. And you, do you know who could not? Women. This was for men. They were supposed to go deeper. They were supposed to get the teacher. They were supposed to sit at somebody's feet. Not women. But in Luke, we see pagans, people with the wrong faith and past. Samaritans, people who belong to a wrong group. And women, culturally unacceptable. And they're all coming to Jesus. And the only people who have problems with Jesus is the people who think they're good enough or too good for Jesus. It's like the text is saying your family doesn't matter. Where you grew up doesn't matter. What, other thing, what others think does not matter. Even what you have done, or how you look like, it doesn't matter. Mary at his feet means you can be there too. Mary at his feet, the beginning of this text means you can be there too Jesus was interesting something his disciples had to see right like there's something there's an interesting dichotomy in Jesus he's like driving demons away and calming storms and people are afraid but at the other time like kids are running to him women are sitting at his feet like there's something safe about him and that's the first point I don't have to become something for God first to come to him Mary just goes No fear that she she should not have, because she should. Like everybody else, she knows it. So this is the the first point. Jesus is for you. You can go to him right now. And even right now, as you listen to the sermon, as you listen to the text, he may be speaking to you right now. And you can decide, I'm going to listen or not. Second point. Christianity is about Christ. It's a very... Obvious point, Christianity is about Christ. But what I mean is this: this text we have Mary and Martha. It's contrast between them. But before we get to Martha, kind of bashing Martha, let's appreciate Martha, right? Without Martha, a lot of things would not happen. Maybe Jesus wouldn't not be even there. Who's up? Uh, the text says this house is Martha. She received Jesus. Maybe she planned everything. She was the one who prepared everything. Maybe it was her who told her sister to come. Maybe some of you are here because someone like that would not leave you alone. Wake you up up this morning. The text tells us Jesus loves both. This is not about Jesus loves Mary, the sweetheart, and hates Martha, the, the, the busy person. No, he loves both. This is not one is a believer and one is not. Martha received Jesus, the text tells us. Jesus loved Martha. But the text tells us also she was too busy to listen what he has to say and i'm trying to learn about your church meet your people there's still a lot that i don't know but lots of times listen lots of times when we preach maybe when andrew preach lots of times the sermon is directed to people who don't do anything and it's good it should the sermons should be addressed to those people we should do something you should do something you should serve you should plug into church you should go through these steps to become a member you should totally do that but nobody hardly rebukes people who are serving you know <laughs> there's not many of them or at least doing something but this is well here we go it's kind of scary it's not like martha's playing xbox in the other room right she's like busy serving jesus and the disciples, and the church. She was serving Jesus and missed him. I'm worried for my own church, like for, we are a small church, and we have a lot of people doing stuff, but man, sometimes it feels like, sometimes it feels like we're doing it for somebody else. Like we're doing this church thing, meeting, organizing, doing nice designs, we have nice designs too, playing guitar and instruments and it's like, it feels like we're doing it for somebody else. Like, I hope these visitors see our perfect product. We hope others hear the message. We can skip communion if something needs to be done. We always have to do something, prepare something, serve someone, but listen, to a point we start to think this here is not for us, it's for somebody else. I feel like that. And I'm convicted of it myself in my church. It's okay if we miss it, if others are served, and we think it's godly. I'm doing this so somebody else can listen. And sure, sometimes that's necessary. But are you really? Is this church, for you especially who are members, something you just helping to create, or something where you actually live out your faith? When you come to meet Jesus, not just to do stuff. Where you actually meet Jesus and have this conviction, this is my home. This is my church. This is where Jesus is. Not only what can I do, but what can I do to know him better? Christianity is about Christ. It's not about us playing guitar. You want to do something useful, and sitting and listening does not seem so useful. Christianity is about Christ. It's a discipleship process. It's becoming like the one we follow. That's our aim together. And it was Martha who received him, but then she did not listen. It was Martha who actually thought she is working for him, but actually missed him. She was serving him, but not listening. Christianity is about a person. Man, when I... I don't know if I should say this, but I will. I won't be back for a year. <laughs> <laughs> when I come to America, it's very hard to get together with people. Like, and every time I bring somebody with me, they testify to the same experience. Everybody's so busy everybody has to do like 30 games different games watch different sports not with people from their church usually it's really hard to even get together with like my friends maybe you don't need to do that much i'm not saying sports are bad don't play sports no i played sports too love it think about that maybe it's okay to drop something to be invested more here than outside. This passage is scary because it doesn't confront people who are not around, who are not around Christ. This passage is scary because it confronts us who are are around, yeah, we're close, but we don't listen. We know who should listen, but it's not us. We're distracted. At the end, we can say, but I was in the room. Yeah, but what did Jesus say? Are you convicted of anything in the church? When Andrew speaks, do you listen? Or do you think of somebody else? You know, communion that you're going to take after this is similar to a sermon. It can be similar to a sermon in that, in that way Andrew is going to offer you, really, Christ. You know, regardless of what you believe about communion, he's offering you, this is Jesus, this is what he did. And you can receive it, right? You can receive it in faith. You can take the communion and receive it in faith. This is what sermons are about, too. I'm offering you who Jesus is. I'm offering you maybe conviction of sin. And it's up to you really. You can now receive it in faith or be busy with something else. Maybe right now it's not cleaning because you're sitting down, obviously. Maybe it's thoughts about what you're going to do next. And maybe with when we have this attitude, Jesus is here for the spiritual people. You know, those kind of people who close their eyes, lift their hands. Those who sit in the front row, no offense. I'm a back row person. (laughs) Uh, Notice what it does. What this attitude, Jesus is for others, creates. We become anxious. We don't have peace. We complain, and we grow bitter towards God and are alone at the end. My third point is, goal is to be, you know, Christianity is about Christ. Third point goal is to be like Christ. And if you read this story, we see that personality, they, have this, they have different personalities, right? They're different. But the personality is not the problem. You know, they're different, right? Mary probably took singing lessons. Martha played soccer. Mary drew pictures. Martha tore them up afterwards. You know, but see what Jesus is doing. Jesus doesn't, Jesus doesn't say, well, Mary is just a sweet person. This is who she is, or two. Martha is just a two-type A enneagram A two or whatever. She's a Virgo, you know. So of course she's not listening. You're introverted. She's extroverted. You know this religion thing is just, you know, it's for the spiritual. You just go. You just go cut that cake. What does he say? Mary chose well mary chose well and martha badly right and we live in this day and age and maybe you guys are closer even to it than us in europe where self-expression is everything and self-denial should be hated and yes we're not the same We don't have same personalities god is calling us uniquely you know some of us are extroverted introverted more spiritual some of us more practical, but to follow Christ, it will mean that we have to deny ourselves to be more like Christ. And listen, it's better to be like Christ than you. For Martha, it was tough to sit down, but she should have. That's the point, right? For, for her, it was hard, probably, to sit down and see if we don't have enough cake or whatever she was serving, but she should have. Maybe for Mary, it would be hard to clean up afterwards but you should have helped. It may be harder for you to be with others than for somebody else, but you should be. It may be harder for you to pray than for someone else, but you should. It may be harder for you to tell others about Christ, but you should. Maybe it's hard for you to put something down, but you should. Sometimes we have to give up, and it's hard. and go to places where God calls us to go. Lose ourselves to be shaped to be more like Him. And sometimes busyness is just an excuse. Okay, I don't want to bash on people who are doing things, you know, doing things is good, but sometimes busyness is an excuse. I have to clean up a kitchen with the kitchen, sometimes means I'm not comfortable with praying with others. Sometimes I have soccer, means I have, cinnamon, I have sin in my life, I just don't want to be around people at Bible study. Martha would maybe say, but it would mean people would not have nothing to eat. So, I have this friend I, I, I talked talk to two weeks ago, and he's this like, very rich developer in Prague, and he gave us a lot of money to our church. And he's, like, he's asking me, so, what do you think about bribes? And I'm like, um, I'm, ag- I'm against it. <laughs> uh, and... It really—that's how he struck the conversation, and he was like starting to talk, talk about how in Prague, if you want to like build housing and like create like these like big projects, you know, he creates like these very like res- residential area projects, and like you have to bribe people because there's no way you can be stay in that business to without bribes, you know, it's a, it's crime, really, because he's bribing government officials because. He would say, if I'm not bribing them, everybody's bribing them. If I'm not bribing them, I'm not going to get any, any permits. And I told them, I'm against bribes. This, didn't, this explanation didn't change my mind. And he's like, but I would lose my business. And the answer is, so? That's hard to imagine maybe to sometimes to put something down to be closer to God. But you should. Fourth point. Life without Christ sucks. Right? There's no meaning in it, and it ends up with death. The text says that how we approach Christ when he's speaking influences now and forever. Influences now and forever. As the answer to, if maybe you're ask, asking that right now, why should I care about this? And the answer is it will influence your life right now and forever. Because people who want everything to have under control, under their control, control are at the end, people who worry the most. Why? Well, it turns out, trying to be God in your life doesn't work. Why? Well, you don't have everything under your control. People, don't know, people will not always behave as you imagine them to behave. Circumstances will not be according to your will. And if you're busy, not praying much, reading much, or with God's people much, That is a chore but out of joy of knowing christ you will progressively grow bitter with god and maybe you are there right now notice this attitude that it creates in martha it's kind of heartbreaking she's serving mary's sitting listening and she says lord do you not care while she's like working for him right lord do you not care god god doesn't care If we think our plan for life is so important, we will start to think that God does not care when it does not go according to that plan. And we have to get even busier to get it done anyway. And what she says next is this. Tell her then to help me. Don't you care? Tell her to help me. You know, I'm the good one. Tell her something. It's it's like Martha's attitude. I was waiting in the kitchen for 10 minutes, and waiting, if you figure it out on your own, Jesus, without me telling you, I can't bear it no more. Tell her to help me. Don't you care? And this attitude, God doesn't care. People should be more like me. Do you feel that sometimes? It's like, God, look, I'm doing all this. I'm praying, serving, doing this, doing this. I join all those groups. But are you listening? Is it for you or to get Him? People who don't have time for God will be soon worrying if God has time for them. Because they connect the idea that if things are not how we want them to be, it must mean that God doesn't care. And they stop. And some of us maybe are on the opposite side. You don't do anything. You know, you're not hospitable. You don't do much work. We think we're chill. But actually, we're closer to Martha than Mary. Because we're not by Jesus either. Notice what Mary doesn't say. Mary doesn't see that Jesus is and says, Lord, tell Martha to stop. You don't need the fourth cake. It was clean two hours ago. She's crazy. Why is she not more like me? The cool one. No, the answer is not. She doesn't say anything. The answer is not look at me and be like me, but let's look at Jesus together, even though we're different. Worry, anxiety, bitterness, or mark of too much investment in this world. Too much looking to ourselves for answers. Too much wanting others, others to be like us. Last point. Important point. Last point is this. This is not all there is. This is not all there is. He says Jesus calls Martha. He says this. Martha, Martha. I mean, imagine, try to picture your name in that text. Andrew, Andrew, Vashek, Vashek, whatever your name is. You are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. You worry about too many things. You're too busy. You think what you're doing is more important than me. But you're not listening. You're doing things, but not to get me, but to look maybe good in front of others, maybe to get some religious uh, credit. But you're not listening. You just want some artificial peace. You want things to go smooth. You're trying to make money, but it's not to advance the kingdom. It's because you're too worried about your future. You're anxious about your life because at the end, you believe a lie that this is all there is. And that this text is not against hard work. It's not against hospitality, cleaning. This text is for us who make secondary things the most important. We're lying to ourselves that we're doing it for Him. Maybe for us, we're doing good things, but missing the grade. And he says, one thing is necessary. Or if something matters, if something has an eternal value, if, if there's something that will not be taken away from you, if, you know, we're all like America, West, we're all about building something with legacy, we're all about something, building something that stands, saving for our children so they can go to college. And he said, if there's something that will stand, it's me. It's you and me. And Mary chose well. Show something, he says, that will not be taken away. What, what is that? Him. This life and the next. You worry, you're anxious right now. And Mary chose something that is now and forever. How do actually, that's the, that's the end me this question how to actually listen to jesus and not just be around jesus for you not just oh yeah I'll hang out with his disciples but wake up to this now you are if you're a christian you are his disciple and if you this morning if you're convicted about anything you know if you listen just five percent of what i said and maybe close yourself to the next but something is there something that you need i need to drop this thing I'm too busy, artificially. Maybe I'm lying to myself, I'm doing it for Him, but it's in my heart. I, I don't, I know that I don't. What do you need to drop? And the text tells us it starts by coming to Him in humbleness and honesty, knowing He has grace for everybody. Anybody can come to Him, right? That's the first point. Anybody, you right now, in your busyness, come to Christ. And then knowing it's coming to Him to get Him not something else. It's a self-denial in pursuit of Christ, not something else. It's to see that the eternal value is in our discipleship and growth. This here right now matters and is necessary more than anything else because only this will continue. And this is the message both for seekers and for Christians. The prize is Christ. Jesus is better, and he's better for now, not just so we can have an eternal life. He's better for now, too. We can end, this, end with this. There are many things I can be doing right now, but one thing is necessary. What I need to draw for that to be, have the first place. And communion is perfect. Andrew will come up to serve communion. And communion is perfect because we can, we can, we can receive these elements, this bread and wine, and just say, and just listen to Jesus who says, here I am, feast on me. Come to me. It's not about what you did, but what if, what what I did for you. And we can rest a little bit. Nothing about what's next, but just thinking about that for a second. Okay, I'll pray and then as you can come on. Thank you, Father, for this text and for this church. And I'll pray that I pray that this place would be a place that, where people meet Jesus. I thank you that they're, they're doing many things and serving a lot of people. I pray that the focus will always be you, and I pray for people right now who maybe are convicted in their busyness, maybe their artificial busyness, that they would be able to calm down, maybe drop something. Maybe it would mean that they would make less money or go to less people's houses or events, they'd be more connected to you. And that you be the source of their being anxiety-free and fear-free. Amen.